Welcome back, everyone, to episode 7 of the Nosebleeds. I have Colin Martin to my right. Hello. Bandon Crowley to my left. Hello. And we have many things to talk about today, including March Madness, NBA, and NFL. Maybe some NHL and MLB, but we'll see where the podcast takes us. So let's talk about March Madness. This is what everyone's talking about now. A lot of good upsets, a lot of teams that are showing what they're made of. And, I mean, let's just... Let's talk about the big storyline. Uh, Oral Roberts, the 15th seed, beat the second seed Ohio State Buckeyes. How are we feeling about that? The game itself, I mean, just what's a takeaway you got from it? Cam, you can start. I know you got a lot of opinions. Um, takeaway, Ohio State had no heart in that game. I feel like from the beginning of the game, they just kind of showed up thinking, oh, yeah, it was easy first round win, you know? And you just see the whole game, like Oral Roberts just had pretty much momentum the whole game, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Oral Roberts was a team going in that a lot of people were telling me about, and I kind of just shrugged it off. And I think a lot of people vouch for them because they've never heard of them, and that's what people like to do with March Madness when they know mathematically they're not going to win anyways. So I think it was kind of cool seeing Oral Roberts come out there. Max Admus was super impressive, and that Ohio State team, I like what Cam said. I mean, they have they had their one big guy who led the team in points, rebounds, assists, all that stuff, and everyone else kind of just sat around, didn't do much. How yeah. you, how you feel about Banner? Um, I didn't think Ohio State was going to go far, really. I mean, I thought they would win the first game, but I think Oral Roberts was just the better team. I think that day, and even if they played, like, maybe, maybe not 9 out of 10 times, but I think, like, yeah. 7 out of 10 times, they were just a better team. Yeah, it was impressive for sure. Uh, just some other upsets just to touch on. We're probably not going to go into them, but Ohio won, Ohio University, and uh, uh, Abilene Christian, they beat Texas. So, you know, there's a lot of good upsets going around. It was definitely a great first round, and as we're recording this, we're a couple games into the second round. And Loyola call, uh, Chicago yep. upset the number one seed, Illinois, in the round of 3-2. Yep, so that, that just happened a little bit before we recorded this. I personally, we talked about it last episode, I was a big supporter of Illinois, and they just collapsed today. It didn't even feel like a close game, honestly. Uh, I wasn't super impressed with AO or Kofi or either one of them, and that Loyola Chicago team, I mean, they really came out with a lot of heart. That's what, I mean, that's why they made that crazy run a couple years back. They, they're a team that plays with so much heart, whether they're the most talented school or not. Yeah. Don't bet against Sister Jean <laughs> on a Sunday. It's True. not going to go well. R.I.P. For when it happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, I had Illinois losing next round anyway to Oklahoma State. Sure you did. Let's see the bracket. I have Oklahoma State winning it all. So, yeah, I did. So now they got an easier path. <laughs> They're going to beat Oregon State. They're going to beat Loyola. And then who Whoever even else? on the other who? side? Who's going to beat Oklahoma State? No. <laughs> Kate, Kate Cunningham's going to tear his ACL this upcoming game. And his career is going to be ruined. I'm calling it here now. You guys are hearing this. But also, I want to talk about, like, in March Madness, you don't really see a lot of big injuries, you know? Well, besides that guy that literally blew, yeah. like, his legs <laughs> yeah. out of his... his bone knee. came out, but... That's well, not I mean, joke because... Matter. But, like, you, you don't really see a lot of, you know... I guess so. I like, mean, even you don't really see a lot of NBA injuries. I mean, you... But they play 82 games. They're only playing a couple games. Yeah, a lot less to go off of in these games. Six games, but okay, yeah. Nice try. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, when you watch an NBA game, you usually don't see an injury. You see someone fall down and... Uh, and then they get back up. Like LeBron the other night who uh, rolled halfway across the court. 
and then got up and walked to the locker room by himself. <laughs> I, he yeah. was fine. <laughs> well, he's not fine, but all right. So it's an ankle sprain. He's fine. He'll be. He'll come back from this. Yeah. <laughs> a little more about March Madness. Oh. Minor setback for a major comeback. <laughs> you can't these... come back when you're the goat. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? You can come back if you're the goat. Well, oh, what's wait, he gonna come can. back to? He's already the best. So uh, we're not gonna have this debate right now. Out of all these Cinderella teams, is there one that really stands out to you guys as being able to make that run? I think. Um, well, what do you say is a Cinderella team? I say any of the lower seeds that won, honestly. Well, what's a lower seed? Well, what? I mean, pretty much anyone except for, like, an 8-9 or what? An 8-9 win or a 7-10 win. Like, those teams like Ohio, like Abilene Christian, like Oral Roberts. I think... I think... I mean, I think we could definitely see, like, maybe even Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they definitely beat West Virginia. I, I'm putting that in right now. Well, they're they're going to beat West Virginia. There's five seconds left in the game. They're up by four. I'd hope they win. Yeah, uh, Syracuse is super impressive. Their defense this whole game. The thing been... is, like, the way that they rank the seeds, a lot of the best teams. Like, when Oregon State played Tennessee, yeah. I had them winning in every single yeah. like bracket. It wasn't an upset at, to me at all. As a Tennessee fan, I had Oregon State winning in a couple of mine. It's just Tennessee was off the stretch where they were losing a lot of games. Their starting centers hurt. And you put them against the red-hot Pac-12 champions. I mean, not only were they hot, but Oregon State was just a better team than Tennessee. Seeding, yeah, honestly, because Tennessee would fit really well in this tournament as like an eight or a nine seed. They had no business being that high. Oregon State was a better team. I think. Way. Yeah, I would say it was kind of like I don't think they should have been that low, and I don't think Tennessee should have been that high. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, shout out Oregon State for that game. They slaughtered Tennessee. I watched that whole thing. I was mad bored by halftime. Yeah, I mean, just how it is. That's how. That's what happens to teams. Tennessee could have been a lot better if they got better matchups, but that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah, a strong defensive team against the Oregon State team that played amazing defense. There was just no way to even get to the basket and score. They were just lost. They they rely on those SEC teams not being able to have much offense. So they go crazy on defense and they win games by like 20 with only scoring like 50 points. It's insane. And I think one thing, the one upset that a lot of people had, Georgetown, they kind of just disappointed in the first round. Yeah, that was... I knew. I knew Georgetown wasn't going to win. Every one of my brackets, I said Georgetown wasn't winning. You know why? Was that? Because their name's Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> going deep into the analytics. Uh, an upset that, I'm, I guess, since we all did March Madness brackets, I mean, it's just something to talk about. If there's a matchup that you called and you feel good about the result... I was really happy about North Texas. I had them winning, and they definitely showed out like I expected. So, I mean, I was happy about North Texas. I mean, I had Oregon State in every single bracket. Yeah. That's a 12 seed, so. Cam, you have a team that you expected to show out, and they actually did. Uh, I'm going to tell you the matches that I got right. All right. Nah, nah, just so let's stick to one. one. that I picked that was right that I am truly amazed by. Let's hear it. I picked Loyola Chicago to beat Illinois in my bracket. Did you actually? I, dead serious. You said you had them Illinois winning in this three is, this of the is, This is my the one that that I picked Michigan to win. Oh, so yeah. you so what you have? I mean, if I go through all my brackets, I'm sure I probably predict. Well, I'm not going through all my brackets. <laughs> yeah, <right now. laughs> yeah. I'm just going through the one that I know I picked them. And never mind. 
I picked North Texas and Villanova too. So yeah. Villanova's not much of an upset, but yeah, that North Texas team, a lot of people had them, and they didn't, didn't disappoint. North Texas was an upset. Yeah, exactly, for yeah. sure. They didn't disappoint. That, I watched them that game. I was actually, they were exceptional most of the game. Pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, who do, now with Illinois out, and a lot of people liked Ohio State, I know us personally, we didn't really, but. Yeah, I didn't like either one. Who's, who's the favorite right now after watching some games? Who, because there's no Illinois. And there's some one seeds that really aren't playing like one seeds. I think Gonzaga. Yeah. yeah. Obvious favorite. I think Gonzaga's odds are very much higher now that Illinois is out because I feel like that was really the big matchup that everyone was kind of expecting. Yeah. In I, the championship, but I like Baylor too, but I don't think they're pl- like they're winning, but I don't think they're playing that well. Yeah, honestly. I think teams like Purdue too. And I think you see it a, a team like Florida to make it deep too. Yeah, if they win today. Yeah, they yeah. are going to win today. We'll see. I'm, Against Oral Roberts, yeah, they had a lucky game. Yeah, well, Florida barely won their yeah. last game. Yeah, well, that's because I'm they taking illegally... Oral Roberts. They illegally what? Fin- what they illegally do? Did you do? see the kid? His face got broken open in the middle of the game. There's blood everywhere. So that's illegal? Yeah, he did that on purpose. Someone put a hitman <laughs> out there. Like, dude, come on. It's NCAA basketball. You can't be doing that blood everywhere the kids are watching like come on <laughs> no but honestly i see like florida i i haven't going to the final four yeah i i mean that's not it's definitely it's a take but i actually kind of like that uh gonzaga i'm i'm not super high on them because i n- never feel like the undefeated team will win but they've steamrolled the competition so far Jaylen, they also played it yeah the worst team oh yeah for sure who? but they played norfolk state who did Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Oh yeah, they yeah. won like what ninety. Because like, they were the yeah. first yeah. overall seed, so they played the worst. Yeah, team. and I think, I mean, it's tough because I want to pick against them just because for the interest of March Madness. But Jalen Suggs is a top ten pick. Corey Kispert is like one of the best players in college basketball right now, and the rest of the team fits around them so well. You know, I don't want to pick them, but they are playing like how they're supposed to play. They're beating teams by a lot, and they're. They look like they're having fun out there too, which is underrated in March Madness. If a team is having fun and like bouncing off each other, like I mean, that Syracuse team looked like they're having a great time tonight, and yeah. they they won. They, they convinced they just won. Bannon yeah. called it. Yeah, yep. true. With like five seconds left. Yep. Well, the game is already over. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's gonna be cool to see, and we can talk about March Madness for hours and still be wrong. There's just so much that can yeah. happen. I mean, my championship teams are both still in it so we'll see what happens <laughs> I, yeah oklahoma state and who else florida state i have one i have one bracket where my two champions are still in it and i have baylor and michigan i think so. i still have like uh three or four brackets where my champion is still in it yeah i have one and it's just it's uh gonzaga and uh the other one who baylor hold on keep talking no it's uh Michigan and Right, right. All right. I don't know. I'm just not sold on that Michigan team, I feel like. Without livers, too. But they could get him back. Yeah, true. But I don't know. They're in a weird spot. It's a good team, though. Yeah. All right, so going into the NBA, the headline right now is LeBron's injury. So might as well just get straight into that. He will be out indefinitely. Yep. So Indefinitely. Indefinitely. So with him out... The Lakers, I think a lot of people expect them to go on a big slide on the losing streak. I mean, if you have Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. 
the number one in your team, I think you're going to have a big downhill. I don't downhill. think he's the one, number one on the team. <laughs> right now. Probably Trez. Oh, or yeah. Schroeder. Or Schroeder or, like, literally anyone else. Yeah. Caruso? No. It's, Caruso it, is terrible. It's probably Schroeder than Harold and Kuzma. Yeah. But that's still pretty awful. That's They probably have a worse starting lineup right now than the Houston Rockets. No, I'd, I I would not. I wouldn't even. How so you're saying they have a worse starting lineup than the team that has no stars besides Christian Wood? No, I Oladipo. Yeah, I would take Wall Oladipo. I don't think the Lakers are going to lose 20 games in a row. No, I don't think they're going to be that bad, but because they have better bench depth, the Rockets have nothing. But I say I'd rather take Wall Oladipo, like House Tate and Wood, over Schroeder Caruso. What what are they going to do like? Kuzma, Harold, and Gasol. Yeah, I think that's a terrible starting lineup. Oh, I think it's bad. Yeah, I would still take them. I, I would. I mean, I don't know if we're including it's all bench about chemistry too. Yeah, I think that they're not going to go on a twenty-game losing streak, but I think they have a worse starting lineup than the Rockets right now. LeBron was a huge glue piece for that starting lineup. Obviously, he's one yeah, of the best even though he wasn't, yeah, he was okay this year. He's not an MVP candidate. No, but... I know they put him there. He's not, though. He's <laughs> not, not. Yeah. LeBron? LeBron. Yeah, LeBron is not an MVP. Well, I mean, they have to put him there. True. You do it every year. True. Well, because he's... But at the same player. time, whether he's playing like an MVP or not, he easily makes all of those other starters way better. It's a pretty awful team without him. So that being said, I mean, how far do you think this is going to push the Lakers back? They're, I think it's easy to say they're still going to be in the playoffs. But I mean, do, how long do you think he's going to be out for? Maybe like two weeks. Maybe three weeks at most. Yeah, three weeks. but three so weeks. Really. Three weeks. That's what, like nine, ten games. Yeah, but they still have thirty games left in the season. So yeah, I don't think it'll do much. They'll still win at least if they play ten games without him. They'll win at least what, like five of them. Yeah, I, I'd say maybe. if if it's ten games going on like a ten game thing, I think they go like five and five or four and six. It's not going to be that bad, but. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be tough for the team without him, but at the same time, got younger guys that barely crack the rotation. Well, Anthony Davis could come back too. True. I don't. I think they're going to be easy on Davis. I don't Why think... was he out? His knee. Who? Anthony Davis? Davis? Yeah. I don't even I remember what his injury was. He's been out for two months. He's been out for a while. Yeah, he's been out for most of the season. They've been better without him. They should just cut him. <laughs> LeBron's the best player on that team. He hasn't played like it this year. I think Anthony Davis... Well, he's higher back, than Anthony Davis on the MVP ladder. <laughs> I think when Anthony Davis and LeBron both come back, I think Anthony Davis starts playing better. Well, That's all I'm saying. Well, who was the finals MVP last year? LeBron. Yep. <laughs> Washed brow. Washed brow. Uh, that was not a Mickey Mouse ring. That counts. Look in the rule book. There's no <laughs> asterisk next to it. Poor <laughs> Mickey. Mickey Mouse ring. LeBron James cried right. his way there. Okay. So, anyways, more about the NBA. Uh... Of, Nikola Jokic is officially at the top of the MVP ladder. As he should. So, I guess the big question is, do we think he stays there the rest of the season? Or is someone like Joel Embiid post-injury or Damian Lillard in a like in a place to jump him? What do you guys think? I think LeBron or Embiid drop down and they, Lillard they, comes in. They both have. They have. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think Jokic stays at the top until... Honestly, I think he's going to stay at the top for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how long they're out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be a Mickey Mouse MVP since they're both injured and yeah. he wasn't the best player. Because <laughs> yeah. if Embiid never got hurt, he's not going to lose that MVP. Yeah, I mean, right... So, this one doesn't count. Right <laughs> Right now, the top three are Jokic, Lillard, and Giannis. Lillard should be there. Jokic, Lillard, and... Yeah. Well, 
Stephen A. Smith says that it should be James Harden. I mean Kyrie Irving. Or did he say Kevin Durant? I forget which one he said this week. Yeah. I don't know. I actually, James Harden being in the top five wouldn't even be that bad to me. I think you put Harden. I think he is in the top five. He's at six right now. Because LeBron moved Oh, down. they made yeah. that, I think, like the day before LeBron got hurt or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, James Harden has played like an MVP this year. I know his stats are worse than Houston's. But they basically averaging 29, 10, and 9 or something like that. Yeah, some, that. yeah he's really close to a triple-double. He just plays great all the time. But he hasn't really had a bad game since he got to Brooklyn. And even these amazing players, like Jokic has had a couple bad games recently. Not bad enough to bump him down the ladder. But, you know, he's not perfect. But Harden has played so many games where he's just made the right decision every single play. And he's played by himself a lot, too. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't had Katie and Kyrie with him a lot of the time. And it's, it's cool to see Harden meshing really well with those young guys. Harden and Bruce Brown play great when they're in the backcourt together. He throws lobs to Claxton all game, and I'm a big fan of Claxton, so it's pretty cool. Well, not all game, because Claxton gets, like, not, doesn't play all game. but yep. He played more than DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, well, he doesn't yeah. play all game. Well, this is, the discussion right now, I think, is should a player that gets hurt midseason and then come back, should they still be considered in the MVP race? Because something to relate to this different sport but Carson Wentz right he wasn't well I don't even remember if he was in it or not but I think he should have been MVP that year I know they ended up giving it to Tom Brady but I I think especially with basketball I think it's kind of different too because Embiid could come back stay on pace like not even drop off at all because he's averaging 30 points 11 rebounds and stuff but I don't know it just right I mean Carson Wentz was at the top of the MVP race at least from fans perspectives that year and, yeah, I think you just missed too many important games. But a guy like Embiid, if he comes back and starts balling out all over again, I feel like you should have a fair shot. That being said, it definitely it should be helpful to play all your games. Yeah. But, I mean, if Embiid comes back and plays like even better than before, he definitely deserves to at least be top three. Yeah. I don't know. It just... I think they would rather have him back for the playoffs, too. Yeah, exactly. The Sixers, I mean, as much as it would be cool to see Embiid win an MVP, especially since he's so close this year. And the Sixers, my favorite team. Yeah, the Sixers would rather make that playoff push, so that might mess up his chances in a way, but definitely help the Sixers. I think he'd rather be in the finals than have an MVP. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and also I do agree with Cam. I think I think Jokic rides out as the one all oh, year. Oh, I think yeah. obviously, yeah. He, he's played like the MVP. Denver's starting to figure things out. You know, guys like Harris are playing a little better. I just don't think, like, a couple months ago, when they were, like, the eighth seed or out of the playoffs, he shouldn't have. I think he should have been considered, but I, I just. Yeah, especially if the Trailblazers can keep putting it together, Dame might be moving. If the Trailblazers end up at the top half of that Western Conference, then, I mean. I think they'll give it to Dame because he's yeah. also a point guard, so he gets that. He's also su- he's super well-liked. He's kind of one of those players. He's like the Denzel Curry of basketball. Everyone's always like, he's Back so... Back-to-back MVPs yeah. for Dame? Everyone... <laughs> yeah, they got the Mickey Mouse MVP. They did. And if he gets it this year, it'll be another Mickey Mouse MVP. <laughs> two Because two t- the two best players that are in the MVP race are out. Well, Dame. All right. Uh, uh, Jokic isn't out. And LeBron's out, yeah, so you're right. Well, you're not really right. But all right. Uh, you said last week that Embiid was... It's a joke, dude. I guess so he did I don't know. You're changing up your opinion all the time. <laughs> you just said Kobe died, so that's why the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hot take, guys. You have to go like out what, of this world. What is them. the hot take, though? That's n- just move on. Dude. <laughs> Forget I said it. 
We talked a little about Harden, but do we think anyone can stop the Nets? We talk about it a lot, but I mean, I'm I'm staying true to what I said. I'm not switching up my opinion yet. I really don't think they're gonna the team can even get to the finals. I see. I think I they're my finals favorite right now. I, my finals favorite right now. Who's yours? Mine is the Nets. Probably the Jazz. Still. Yeah. Well, I think we were talking about the East. Oh, the East? No, even in we can talk about. Well, yeah, but I mean, way. the Jazz can make it too, but. Eastern if, Conference Finals? No, I... I well, who's going to make it from the East? No, I, oh, from the, the East? Yeah. I, I, think I, the, I think... I think the Nets are going to make the NBA Finals and win it. I, I The Nets are my NBA Finals favorite right now. The fact that their bench guys have played this well, and by the time we get playoffs, we're not going to see these resting stars sort of thing. Yeah, we'll see, like, eight... You get eight players usually in a rotation in the Finals, so. And they have eight players that I really think are, like, impressive this year. Even guys that aren't necessarily impressive. Kevin Durant's not super impressive necessarily, but he's Kevin Durant. You know, you want him to be one of your eight guys, especially. Yeah, I mean, I still haven't seen them. They haven't really played any of the big teams with their three players playing. So it's kind of hard to, yeah. for me to judge. Because they haven't played the Sixers yet with both teams fully healthy. So yeah. I want to see that. I'm really, I really am sold on that Nets team. I wasn't when they made the James Harden trade. But seeing how well James Harden has worked as a facilitator and how willing he is to pass. But how are they all three going to fit together? I think that's... Obviously, it'll start out good. Yeah. But... I, I think they'll figure it out. I think Kyrie... Uh, he's if Kyrie gets upset. I know. Yeah. Kyrie's kind of a nutcase sometimes, but, but when, when they're I, winning, usually he doesn't say much. So if they start off winning, I think they'll carry well, it out. Even, even very if, upset when they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> even or in the first round of the Hawks. The Hawks are, the Hawks are good right the now, Hawks but they might right not even play first round. They'll play each other like semi. They could play the Celtics first round right now. That's yeah. what it's looking if like. If they play the Celtics first round right now, they might beat them 4 0. Right, right now? The Nets will beat oh, the Celtics okay, 4 0. Yeah. Um, Celtics are. They're, they're awful. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can't play good at the same time. Well, because Jalen Brown's the better player. I, I fully agree with that. I think Jalen Brown is I the better I said that player. at the start he's, of the season. He's played yeah. better this year. I he, think, yeah, I mean, I think, as I said last episode, too, Jalen Brown will never get the re- recognition he deserves because he's behind Jason Tatum. Yeah, I mean, at the same, I think the Celtics need to make a move. And this started to make me think, I think Jalen Brown's better, but when they were talking about James Harden deals and the Celtics name randomly popped up, as it always does for big trade candidates, it would have been interesting to see a trade uh, revolving around Jalen Brown. As a Celtics fan, I'm glad he's still on the team, but they got to do something. It comes to a point where they keep wanting to make smaller moves, but we're going to need to make a big one. I see a Tatum and Kemba for... Russ Beal in like a first round. I, I don't know why the Celtics would do that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't Kemba's better than Russ, kinda. They're about this. Uh, no, 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 maybe, no, maybe no, not. Maybe not. No. Maybe not. Right. <laughs> do not put those two names in the same. Westbrook, sentence. I'm pretty sure yeah. shooting over 37. percent Facts, not better. I, I, I not even I take, in the same. Nah, I take that. Kemba, I take, like I take that back. I take that back. Yeah, Kemba would be a bench player that, on the Wizards. <laughs> Literally, that kind of just slipped. But I mean, Westbrook is better. It's but I, how do you slip that? When, the same way you say Kobe died and made the Lakers win the finals. No, he was serious about that. <laughs> <laughs> At least I admit mom was stupid. Well, I mean, this episode's going to be coming out on Wednesday. The trade deadline will be coming out on Thursday as we record this. Yeah. There's been some trades. Um, who got traded? I don't even remember. Uh, there's been there's uh, been weird trades this season. P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, Tucker. Kevin Porter uh, Jr. Is Eric Gordon traded? 
No. no. Him and P.J. Tucker are like the same person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, P.J. Tucker like got moved. Kevin Porter Jr. got moved earlier this year. Aaron Gordon's on the trading block, too, yeah. potentially. That'd be Kyle crazy. Lowry's still up there. Yeah. Norman Powell. Norman Powell, yeah, reports are coming out about that. I think it'll be interesting. The NBA, I feel like, is not... Everyone, like, waits for the trade deadline in every sport, it feels like. But the NBA, I mean, last year, we didn't really see huge trades at the deadline. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Cam mentioned, like, a crazy trade with Westbrook, but, I mean, if Westbrook came to the Celtics, I I realize I misspoke. I He is better than Kemba, so the Celtics would need to throw in Kemba and some other piece to get Westbrook. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily the answer, but it would, I'd be willing to try it as a Celtics fan. You gotta do something at this point. The team is 28 to, and 21 right now. It, it's not looking good. Did you say 28 and 21? No, 20 no, and 21. No, we're 21 21. 21 and 21. Yeah. As we record this. Like <laughs> the Magic. Right. Yeah. Jalen Brown dropped a 34 piece. Forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, bring Westbrook in. It could be interesting. Or just bring wing depth. Yeah, I mean, you would have Westbrook and Beal, so. We said trade Tatum. <laughs> All right, let's throw Beal and Tatum out of the out of the trade so you have it was never a mind would you do, <laughs> you do Kemba and Westbrook straight up or Kemba and well Kemba we, and we, we just straight up we just talked about why the Wizards <laughs> wouldn't do that I'd say the, right, so I think I think it'd be like Kemba and but like why would the Wizards Edwards. want Kemba and a late first round pick no see I think it'd be Kemba and Neesmith in a first something around yeah. that on. I think or like more than just a first because it'll be a late first well well it'll be a mid first at yeah. this rate I know. think like Kemba and Tristan Thompson for like Russ and like maybe even like a third, a second rounder or something. I don't know. I think Celtics gotta throw in that first. Realistically, Celtics gotta give up Kemba, Neesmith a first, and maybe even Tristan Thompson, and they get back a rent like Alex Len from the Wizards. More realistic to get someone like Kyle Lowry. He's was, on the block. The, I don't think the ra- just <laughs> yeah, like the just, way the NBA actually like. I don't know. I can't see the Raptors trading with the yeah, Celtics. Yeah, they're saying off the block so they get better deals. True. I don't know. I don't. I don't love the Lowry fit necessarily for the Celtics. I don't like him fitting yeah. on any other team. Really yeah, it's so weird Raptors. to think of him not on the Raptors, even yeah. in the old days when he wasn't on the Raptors. Yeah. It all looks so wrong. I don't know. Yeah, NBA trade deadline coming up is definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, especially if we can see like, so, there's not like huge players up, I guess, right now. But there's a lot of guys that will help on a championship push team. Like even PJ Tucker on the Bucks is a good move for the Bucks. Yeah. Send like DJ Wilson and someone else. Yeah, they're gonna have their kick game up. <laughs> for real. So uh, moving on to the NFL, we got some big free agency moves. I mean, just to get right into it, what do you think are your favorite teams going into this? We'll start with those. I mean, it's easy for me and Cam to say as Pats fans that I mean, most people recognize Pats have had a pretty good free agency. I think. Uh, another team that sticks out to me as making a lot of the right moves is Washington. Mm-hmm. I'm really I'm impressed with what they've done. Getting Curtis Samuel there is really it's a good move. And also, I mean, everyone an underrated move. That's it's like the most popular team and one of the best free agents. But for some reason, it's overlooked the Joe Tooney to the Chiefs move. Yeah. People definitely talk about it, but the fact that the Chiefs are making these contracts work and finally getting some offensive line help from Mahomes, yeah. it's a really good move. And Tooney can play tackle too. They, you know, he's a guard, but if they need him at tackle, he can definitely fill in there. Yeah, I think my top five teams, obviously not in order, probably the Jets, the Chiefs, the Bucks. The Bucks kept everyone. Yeah, Bucks and then, kept uh, all their guys. Probably Washington, and then you could probably put the Patriots in there too. Probably. Yeah. 
I mean, they did sign a couple good free agents. I mean, who, who do spending you have, a lot of money doesn't who do you, make you the best. Who do you team. have as the Jets moves that make them better than the Pats, though? Well, not better, but I said not in order, so I uh, think they could be below the well, Pats. You said the Jets, like, seriously, and you go, oh, probably the Pats. I don't know. I think, I don't think the Jets, I think the Jets have had a good free agency, don't get me wrong. Definitely better than average, but I don't. I mean, I know you hate the Pats, but at the same time, the Pats getting two strong tight ends. Yeah, you know, I think they uh, did good. One, one of the best edge rushers in free agency in Judon. They got Godshaw's a good D tackle to fill in for like an awfully weak defensive line. And Mills. Yeah, they got Jalen. He, he was an all right quarter. Yeah, but they also resigned Cam Newton. True, yeah. but, Cam but obviously the yeah, money he, the money didn't also, end up hurting us either. Exactly, but also. I agree. He, he's bad, but he didn't have any weapons last season. We get to see him. They didn't get a bona fide number one receiver, so I think drafting a receiver is still an option for yeah. the Patriots. I think but even drafting someone like Pitts, because both of their tight ends are smaller than Cam Newton. There's no way the Pats get Pitts yeah. anymore unless they trade up. Yeah. I mean, they're eyeing Justin Fields too right yeah. now. So I mean, if so. if the Pats trade up, personally, I prefer if it was for a quarterback. Uh, yeah, because if it's a one-year deal, or do we wait to get a quarterback next year? I I don't know because I'm I don't think you wait until next year with this year's class. Yeah, yeah I'd say for sure. Pat, if the Pats trade up, getting someone like Fields if he's slipping, I think that's easily the best move for them. I don't know. We'll I think see. it's interesting. I yeah. Mean, well, I like to see how this uh, pans out in the end. What do you mean? Like what happens with like with the Pats? Do they draft a quarterback if they trade up to get Justin Fields, or they kind of yeah. sit and wait to see what Mac Jones does? Or the draft is always more interesting after free agency moves are decided because yeah. before free agency, you can do mock drafts and pretty much there's so many needs. But when the draft rolls around, that's why I think you always got to put free agency before the draft. Yeah, honestly, because you're not going to draft and then have free agency. You just I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. Targeting your needs in free agency so you don't have to draft a certain position is definitely, you know, it's smart. It yeah, makes especially sense. Especially like a team like Washington. I mean, they could still draft a quarterback, but I don't think there's any reason to go for Mac Jones now that they got Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they have Fitzpatrick and they have Heineke as competition. I would rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick than Mac Jones. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's Mac a, Jones is... That's a hot take, but I, I also agree with that. I don't... I They both play the same role, which is not that good but can handle a team yeah Matt Except, Jones will probably be on yeah. 13 teams in his career too <laughs> you might hop around maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. if anyone wants to sign him I mean now also another free agency move that I liked Manning's personal favorite move free agency Kenny Galladay to the Giants oh I thought we were talking about a different one. Oh no I don't know what your other one would be oh. then but I mean talking about Galladay we can talk about the other one after oh, alright I personally What's the other one Juju to the Steelers no Kyle Rudolph <laughs> First I didn't that see one that. hit a catch in the back of the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that move until like three days after they signed them. Like, yeah, it kind of slipped through the cracks. I mean, unbiased, I think that's an amazing time for the Giants. Like, we even said it last week. Like, that's it really would fit. fit. It would yeah. fit really, really good. And it's funny. I mentioned the Ravens, and both of you acted like I was stupid. And then the Ravens, down to the wire, had a chance with Galladay. Well, according according to, uh, they gave him money, but he was with the Giants all week. I don't think any yeah. other team. Had no, money. the Giants had him in the bag, but at least the Ravens tried. Maybe according, I mean, they had as much of a chance as the Bengals. I, I, I didn't see him ever going to the Bengals, though. So, according to a TikTok, <laughs> Raven, Ravens and the Chiefs really thought on getting Juju, but 
the Ravens why, really why was that in because air the Ravens <laughs> I'm sure the they Ravens think really about missed it. out on two really good receivers. So yeah, but so did every other team. Yeah, but there's not, there's not a team in the league that doesn't want receiver. Yeah, there besides like Buccaneers. Why would the, the Buccaneers definitely want a Juju? If someone could go for Galladay or Juju, I think you would, no matter what team yeah. you are. I think Giants is a good fit for Galladay. He, I agree. <laughs> he gets, and and uh, kind of like an underrated, sorry to cut you off, but like an underrated <laughs> signing is definitely John Ross to Giants too. Yeah, $2 million a year. Yeah, yeah, but also I feel like his play style didn't really fit in with the Bengals also. I think it's definitely just a low-risk, high-reward move for the Giants. If he sucks, they're not throwing a bag at him. If he lives up to his potential of being a high-round draft pick, then that's another weapon. I mean, for- he's the fourth receiver right now at most, and then they draft another guy if he's fit. Yeah. Have him go in there for like deep plays. Yeah, he'll be in there on like He's the hail- fastest player officially in NFL history. So. Yeah, he'll be on there for like decoy plays. He can, yeah. he can probably return punts too. You know, It's definitely not a bad signing. It, it and if it works out, then good for the Giants. They didn't really lose out on anything. I think some people. I mean, they got Leonard Williams back too. Yeah, it's a, that's underrated move. Sign, yeah. Pe- pe- he had pretty. He's pretty good that. People year. never talk about re-signings, but the fact that they held on to Leonard Williams is awesome. And to get Galladay too. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Good. Giants had good free agency. I don't know, can't wait to watch them win the division. Next can't year. wait to watch them go. Uh, what six and eleven and still win the division. <laughs> Uh, that that whole NFC East is still not super impressive to me. I think the Giants are probably the favorite to win the division right now, though. Because oh, I mean, Washington's getting pretty good. The Cowboys are going to get good again. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I think everyone but the Eagles. Yeah, true. Yeah. But the Eagles, they have a good draft, and maybe I'm talking about it different. It really depends. No. I don't. Eagles are bums. I think all four of those teams are pretty awful, to be honest. I I, I don't like any of those teams that, like very much at all. It's the NFC East still mm-hmm. end of the day, but the Giants are in a better. Yeah. The division with the most Super Bowls. <laughs> the Giants are in a better position to like actually like build something out of this. I feel like let's uh, combine all their Super Bowls this, uh, this century. Then what do they have? Uh, two, three. That's more than most divisions. <laughs> <laughs> How many does the uh, AFC East have? How many the AFC East have before? So years ago? so we're talking. It doesn't about, matter. We're talking about the last ten years. So. AFC East has six. The NFC East has two. In the last ten years. What are we, what are we talking? What are we talking about? The last twenty years? Know, I yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think the NFC Patriots don't have. Six. Yeah, that's the last twenty run. years. The yeah, went on a run. I think. True. Whenever you Patriots are still on a run. Patriots are not still on a run. <laughs> hey, listen. It was. A <laughs> I'm, it was <laughs> I'm here too. It was a twenty-year run, and then it was going downhill, and then we had a. This past season was just a stop, you know? It's just, alright, like, we don't know what's going on. Like, Brady left. It's like, alright, what are we going to do? Try to figure ourselves out. And then now, Bill. And Bill we trust. The ceiling is the roof. (laughs) Yeah, I think they could definitely fight for the second best team in that division this year. I mean, you said they're... Bills aren't going to make the playoffs the other day, so... I said that? Yeah, you did say that. You said that seriously. <laughs> it's honest, uh, and you like Miami, too, so... I, uh, I think the Jets are still awful. Oh, yeah. yeah Jets, are, Jets are screwed. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. There's, I feel bad for Zach Wilson. He's going to have to sit there. Oh, for Zach Wilson. Yeah. I'd pull a... Uh, Jets what and everyone the Eagles thought. could play in the Super Bowl this year. Jets and the... <laughs> oh. Yeah. I don't know. The AFC East is a. It's it's definitely going to be competitive. Three teams that really probably deserve a playoff spot yeah. just based on their w- roster alone. It'll, it's definitely going to be interesting. 
those those last like final like four games when they really start to play each other, it's gonna be a battle. Yeah, Pat's always except played Miami anyway in the season. Yeah, yeah, except for the Jets. Except for it's the like Jets. a free win. Yeah, I'm. For the Jets. I mean, about <laughs> Zach Wilson is winning MVP within the next five years. You bet on that? Yes, I would bet on that. All right. So <coughs> one of the best. Okay, Kobe boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a joke. I wasn't serious about that. <laughs> It was just a hot take, right but it was a fake hot take, all right? Uh, all right. Obviously, the Lakers didn't. The NBA didn't give the Lakers the win. Mickey our, Mouse did. Our credibility is going crazy right now. Don't no. bring me into this. Yeah, yeah. for real. I'm trying to go to college. Uh, one of huh? the <laughs> So, one of the best safeties in the league stayed with his squad, and not a lot of people are talking about Justin Simmons back to the Broncos. I mean, you got a yeah. work deal. Yeah, he's another one of those. He's not missed a snap in the past three years. Yeah, he's... You know he's always out there, and he he plays tough, and he's just a really good safety. I think he deserved that money easily, and I think the the Broncos are happy to keep him and get a guy like Fuller. Their secondary is looking really good. Maybe they don't draft a guy like Sertan or Farley in the draft anymore. I say uh, a stat that he hasn't missed a defensive snap in the past three years. Man, I, I also I heard, that heard that like ten seconds ago. I oh, you said that. I wasn't even listening. I'm sorry. I was like, I, I think they're in a good position too. I feel like Drew Locke is in a Daniel Jones position right now. They're both in their third year. The Broncos they both have good receivers. Broncos have good receivers. Yeah, the Broncos got to do something besides Drew Locke, though. I still see a little. I see flashes in Daniel Jones to be a good quarterback. Sometimes I don't see anything in Drew Locke. People, I just see dance moves. After like his like one rush touchdown a year. Yeah, I I mean I still like Drew Locke, but I think Jared Judy is gonna have one of the biggest breakout years. I think Drew Locke was a great college quarterback, and I understand why people caught him underrated last year because he was given his fair shot last year, and you know people wanted him to succeed. But I think you gotta give him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, he deserves another year, but after this year, nothing's promised. I feel like Broncos could go quarterback in the draft, and I'd, I'd understand. Yeah. They, they, first dr- round or second round? I don't think they go with a quarterback in the first if round. If one of the big guys... If something falls... Yeah, yeah, if Trey Lance is still around by their pick, then I think they go Trey Lance. Yeah. But if not, go to the second round. I think, I think get a guy like Trask or Newman. That, that wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, I think they'll do that just to kind of give Drew Locke some competition. Yeah, I, you definitely yeah. got to... Because... I think he still has some potential, but I don't know if he's ever going to actually show it. If you bring in competition, maybe that does it for him. Because yeah. right now, all they've ever had behind him is old, like, washed-up quarterbacks. Bring back Brock. <laughs> Brock the Rock Osweiler. Oh, my God. Worst I haven't heard that guy's name in, in so NFL, long. Like, worst quarterback in NFL history. Dude, we're not talking about Jared Stidham. <laughs> Jared Stidham's the worst quarterback in NFL history. No, the worst yes. quarterback in NFL history? God, there's too many. Probably... Josh Rosen. I'm going Ryan Leaf all the way. He's a bum. Picked him before Manning. Anyways. That's just how it goes. Yeah. That's just how life goes. I think Jamie Newman, though, could be one of the, not steals, but, I mean. I think Jamie Newman just needs time to develop, and if he succeeds in the NFL system, that would be awesome, because he's got talent. Not to be confused with the other Jamie Newman. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Best basketball player in the nation. Uh, Miami. What? What? Julian Newman? No, I'm talking about his sister. Oh. That's her name? Jamie? <laughs> I think so, oh, right? That was the dad's name. Is it? <laughs> you could tell how good they are. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, Jamie Newman is an American football quarterback. Well, nah, that's who we're actually talking about, but we're talking about... Uh, let's talk about... 
Um, Welcome to the Newmans. Yeah. Jimmy. Most overrated NBA, not even NBA, He's basketball awful. prospect. He gets one D1 offer and it's to some terrible school. And He played against LaMelo in a one-on-one. Yeah. When Lamelo was like not even that good and got absolutely yeah murdered. he's yeah he's an absolute loser I I can't stand that show it always shows up on my Snapchat I can't stand the players and Colin knows Lamelo's been my boy since day one yeah even when you were saying he's not even gonna make it to the NBA I I never went that I never thought he'd be a top three pick I I'll easily say that I thought he'd be in the he's league playing one like day. a top three player oh he's now. awesome I I didn't see it at first but once he started actually you know balling out he got mad tall yeah him and his unk they balling out over there yes yeah, sir <laughs> and did you see what lavar ball said the other day i said it to you guys yeah it was michael like jordan. oh if is michael jordan given any uh advice to lamello and he's like why would he have to give him advice yeah, why yeah. would you want advice from <laughs> michael jordan when you could get it from lavar ball facts also michael jordan it's funny i saw that and obviously lavar ball is an idiot but i feel like michael what? jordan how many sons do you have there during the day? <laughs> Michael Jordan never seems to give advice to those young players. Well, because I'm sure he does. It's just not publicized. No, I yeah. feel like Michael Jordan doesn't care that much as an owner, to be honest. You see guys like... I feel like Mark Cuban gives better advice to his players than Michael Jordan. Well, Michael Mark Jordan's Cuban's the, more of a like, social kind of guy. I know, yeah. but I think it's always better to have an owner that actually like but is super involved with the team. on the Mavericks call Mark Cuban unk? <laughs> I guess none. Exactly. That's true. All right, moving back to the NFL. Yeah, that was a good little rant, though. Uh, in Miami, Will Fuller uh, and Jacoby Brissett both head out there. I mean, what do you make of the Brissett signing? Is this kind of like a Drabinsky sort of thing where they just say, I'm going to be the backup and figure things out? Or do you think Brissett... Well, it's good. He, no, he I know. Championships does he have? MVP MVPs. Uh, no, I know. Well, I know, but they're on a similar... Brissett actually league. does have a championship. Yeah, Brissett, Brissett has a real yeah. championship. It's a real championship. I don't know, like a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. But, well, we could say Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> do you think Brissett is going to Miami in hopes of beating out Tua, or do you think he's I just think going he there can. to learn? Yeah. <sighs> what do, What do you think? Like, I think he's in hopes of that, but I think it's not. I think Trubisky is in hopes that he'll be the. <laughs> he'll beat out Josh Allen. <laughs> Definitely better, but. <laughs> So you get to say something about Trubinsky, but I accidentally slip up with Kemba, and it's the end of the world. Yeah, because Josh different. Allen had one good year. I'm, I'm a Celtics fan. I know Kemba. Josh Allen had two good years. The year before the year this year, before he was, that, he was he pretty was awful. awful. Yeah, he was horrendous before this year. Well, he, that's what happens when you get a He could throw receiver. like 80 yards, but he couldn't throw it within 10 yards of a receiver. If he didn't have Stefan Diggs, he wouldn't be this good. Hey, I if shot Trubinsky, it. Stefan Diggs, he'll do the same exact thing. <laughs> oh, all right. You can say the same for a lot of quarterbacks. I don't know. I that everyone always talks about that Justin Jefferson Diggs trade, but that Diggs trade for the Bills definitely stunted Allen's growth, and that Jefferson trade for the Vikings definitely gives them more to work with for whatever they do at quarterback in the future. Or Kirk, because he's a good quarterback right now. Yep. But when he goes, Top ten quarterback in the NFL. When he goes, they'll still have Jefferson hanging around though. And then Andy Dalton to Chicago as a starter. With Trubinsky out, with Foles taking the backseat, it looks like. Well, Foles, um, they he, might trade yeah, him. Yeah, I don't know. Dalton's better than Foles, in my opinion, anyways. So, I mean... This is where the music's going to be playing in the middle of the podcast. Alright, anyways, so, I mean, Andy Dalton, he's not a bad quarterback, necessarily, but with hopes of getting someone like Russell Wilson, I Bears fans well, I mean, aren't too happy about that. Yeah. They declined the trade. No, I'm talking about Bears fans, though. Do you see uh, yeah, Nick I guess Foles so. 
getting traded or do you see him going in retirement? I see Nick Foles getting traded retired, or cut, yeah. being a backup somewhere. Nick Foles, he doesn't have much left, I don't feel Maybe like. Maybe the Pistons will buy out his contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like Nick Foles as a starter anymore. He went on that great run. Washed. He went on that great run with Philly, but every other time he's had a chance to be a starter, he screwed it up. I think, yeah, I think that's fair to say. He's oh, he hasn't done bad in the playoffs. But also, no, that he's Philly a cl- team. His defense saved him too. True. I mean, he played well though. He played yeah. well. I think Foles is a clutch player, but it doesn't have enough talent. Did the defense to- run Philly, Philly. <laughs> he doesn't have the talent to write Does out the, the whole season. Does the defense have a statue with Doug Peterson outside the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> and even though neither player's on that team anymore. Six rings. Six rings. Six rings. Six rings. Huh? Do you have the greatest quarterback of all time on your team? Nope. Well, neither do the Patriots. Oh, well, they did. <laughs> they got the second best right I'm now. I'm not an Eagles fan. They got, I don't like they, the Eagles. <laughs> they got the second best right now, too. Okay. Ryan Hoyer. I, I don't know he, why anyone listens to this. I don't even think he's on the team anymore. Is he? <laughs> Brian Hoyer is on the team. But not he's not for a while. Yeah. yeah. But well, I, they have Cam Newton and Jarrett Sidham. Oh, Brian God. I, uh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's rough. Uh, I mean, so last week we talked about the Texans fall off because it was around the J.J. Watt Cardinals signing. Now a team that's never, maybe not in Texans fashion falling off, but the Chicago Bears, they're in a rough spot right now. We got ta- rid of Kyle Fuller. Yeah, they lost Kyle. Kyle, one of those. It is Kyle. Yeah, Kendall's never as good as Kyle. Kyle's in one of the better corners in the league, and they had to let him go for cap reasons. Their starting quarterback next year is going to be Andy Dalton, who he's not bad, but he's not going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league easily. I think he did decent last year, honestly, for the Cowboys. But he had a better position. Yeah, he's fine. He does get A-Rob for a year, though. Yeah, he gets Allen Robinson. He gets uh, Mooney. They still have a good defense. They made the playoffs last year. Yeah, but I think losing Kyle Fuller is really big for that defense. And it made no sense. They just let him go. Yeah, well, he didn't want to be there. Hakeem Hicks requesting a well, trade, too. I don't think Allen Robinson wants to be No, there I know. But also, I mean, Fuller wanted out. They cut him. And now Hakeem Hicks wants to be traded. And he's been one of the best D-tackles on that. He's been the best on that team and one of the better ones in the league for a while. He's a great defensive player. And Khalil Mack's just rotting over there. Yeah, no, He gets double-teamed every play. And they don't have any other weapons. So they get to double-team him every play. I still think they're a decent team. I don't think they're going to... They're not bad. The they're not going to be Texans bad, but... Uh, I think they're just still going to be like a wild card. Lose a wild card and lose. I, don't, I feel like they're out of the wild card at yeah. this point. I don't think they're a playoff team. No, which I don't sucks. think they're a playoff team. Because they didn't improve at quarterback, and they lost forward, they're and they're probably going to lose last year, second to last yeah. seed, and... I don't know. I they're gonna make it this year. I'm not feeling them that much. Neither am I. Yeah. Neither am I. <laughs> I mean... We can, we can touch on this like a tiny bit, but like... For the draft, it, with these signings, is there anything that we don't expect teams to focus on anymore? Like an easy one to start out with. I don't. I personally don't think the Patriots are going to take Pitts, even though we can play some wide receiver. The fact that is they got two weapons at tight end. Even if Pitts falls, if Pitts falls without trading up, I think okay, maybe take him anyways. But I don't think they'd be searching for him anymore. I think now it's definitely a quarterback or a wide receiver if one slips. I mean, is there anyone else that stands out to you like that? I mean, the Chiefs getting an alignment, maybe. They could still get more, but I don't know. Banning, anything that stands out to you like that? Well, I don't think Chicago's going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting for the Giants. I think they could still take, like, if Waddle falls, I think that's a good pick. Right. Because I Sterling Shepard is not the best. I think Slayton's a good number, too. But If they can get Waddle, then that's one of the better receiving cores in the league. 
Honestly. Yeah. You get Galladay, Slayton. Even Pitts. Well, yeah. yeah. But I don't think they have to go receiver. Yeah. It, it definitely opens up more for them. Yeah. As long as they don't draft someone like, I mean, I definitely not Gregory Russo. I don't yeah. think they have the time to develop him. Yeah, Gregory Russo. He, he's or Quiddy Pay. If yeah. they draft Quiddy Pay. I don't think Quiddy Pay should even be inside the top 15, honestly. He's on that edge for me. That I think, might be a hot take. But. I think Russo, it, it, he's in a position where he's either got to go like one of the best teams or one of the worst teams. Yeah. I he, think he needs a couple years. Yeah, he needs to go to one of the best teams so he could slide into a defense and have other people covering for him or one of the worst teams so they give him a lot more snaps. It's yeah. got to be one or the other. I think he could definitely be someone like... Like last year when we saw um, from South Carolina, what was his name that plays on the 49ers? Uh, Javon Kinlaw. Oh, Kinlaw, yeah. Javon I think Kinlaw, Kinlaw is going to get better. Like, he did good last year, but he got double teamed yeah. with Nick Bosa. K- Kinlaw had too much pressure, too, because they traded him pretty much straight up for DeForest Buckner. And he had to go in. Yeah. Like, everyone got hurt. So K- I think if Russo goes in a spot where he can play, like, freely and not get double teamed and stuff, I think he'll do good. I like the idea of him to the Titans, honestly. Titans yeah. are going to need to get a weapon, honest, like, in reality. If they can get someone like Tony or Rondell Moore. That might be more like their thing. That's another one. I think that would be probably more realistic. Yeah. I don't think he drops that far down. Russo? What are they, in the 20s? 30s? I don't know. A lot of teams, he's slipping on a lot of people's boards. True. Yeah, and they're like, what, 22, I think? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Close. I don't know. It's interesting. Cam, any opinions on that? Not Russo in general, just free agency teams. No, I mean, I think, to kind of see how it plays out, what, what teams will need after free agency ends. I mean, yeah. there's still a couple good picks up on the board right now. Yeah, there's, there's still... I mean, free agency can still go throughout the whole past the draft, too. Yeah, but, like... There's still a lot of receivers, too. I mean, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens with Antonio Brown. I think, personally, he'll go back to Tampa Bay, but, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams feel like they can snatch him up. It's definitely going to be... I don't know. It's going to be cool. I, I'm really excited about the NFL offseason. So it, it's one of the most underrated parts of sports. NFL is a great offseason because free agency and it's the huge. draft are so exciting. And people don't talk about the NFL draft enough. It's it's a really fun event, even to watch. You get excited at home yeah. just hearing these guys' names and seeing their reaction. I know it's that way in every sports, but the NFL seems to market it a little more than the others. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. And that wraps it up for episode 7 of the Nosebleeds podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. You can follow us on the IG at the underscore nosebleeds underscore podcast. And we'll see you in episode 8. Peace out. Mamba out.